0: Let the torch of freedom burn
1: Welcome to the Intersection of Faith and the Culture. This is Wall Builders Live. We're talking about today's hottest topics on Policy, faith, the culture, the constitution, all these different areas, but are always looking at these things from a biblical and a historical perspective. It's so important to have that right perspective to actually go back to that history, to go back to the Bible and what it says about these things. We're here with David Barton. He's America's premier historian and our founder here at Wall Builders. Tim Barton's with us, national speaker and pastor and president of Wall Builders. My name's Rick Green. I'm a former Texas legislator. You can find out more about us at wallbuilderslive.com. It's got a listing of all of our stations across the country. It's got past programs over the last few weeks. And then it's also got information about us as, as hosts and news that's happening in the culture right now. Then you can go over to our other website, wallbuilders.com. It's our main site, and there's a wealth of information there. You can download things off the internet there. You can actually get uh, some fantastic DVD programs and workbooks for your Sunday school class, for your homeschool. I mean, get that information and get it into the hearts and minds of the people that you know, and it will help us restore America's Constitution and protect this constitutional republic. All right, guys, a little later in the program, we've got uh, actually a really special guest. I, I know most of our listeners, well, I shouldn't say that. Maybe most of them haven't been, but a lot of our listeners have been to Eureka Springs to experience the Passion Play, and uh, we've, we're going to be talking about uh, not the Passion Play so much as Eureka Springs and what's going on there, but it looks like there is a, uh, there's a nativity scene that they've been doing for years and years and years, and suddenly the, the, the city decided they couldn't do it. Now, when I first saw the headline, guys, I'll be honest, I thought, that can't be right. Eureka Springs, that's where the Passion Play is. There's no way they're not allowing a nativity scene there. But Todd Starnes jumped on it and got a lot of people to call that city. And, uh, you know, so apparently it's it's turning
0: around. But I know you guys have been to the Passion Play in Eureka Springs as well. Yeah, the Passion Play is such a big deal and has been for decades. It's a huge Outdoor production of the life of Christ and the last days of Christ. Really, really good stuff. And people come from all over. Now, all of that to say, let me give some background on Eureka Springs, because this is a city in which we were very intimately involved for a good period of time. And which had it's a perfect reflection of what happens when you get involved. So back up, let's say a dozen years. Now, Eureka Springs is in the Ozark Mountains of Arkansas. At really friendly people. Nice people people it's in the country it's everything that goes with the positive side of country life and it's a very small town and the people hundreds of thousands come to the passion play over the course of each year and the town itself has only got a few thousand in it but for whatever reason about i don't know dozen 12 15 years ago something of the sort for whatever reason the gay community decided this would be a good place for us to come and so they got involved and they took the city council they took the city leadership in eureka springs And they were very hostile to the passion play. And so one of the things they did is, you know, they're certainly not fans of biblical values with that pro-gay agenda. And so they passed one of the earliest SOGI's that's out there. And SOGI is Sexual ordinance Gender Identity, S-O-G-I. And these started coming in a lot of really liberal cities right after the Supreme Court decision in 2015, the Obergefell decision that said, hey, all you states are wrong on marriage. We, the Supreme Court, will tell you what marriage looks like, and you're not going to do this this the stuff with saying that only a man and a woman. And so that's where gay marriage came in. And so suddenly uh you you had the whole LGBTQIA plus movement that just really took off because now they had the Supreme Court behind them. And so what they did with these Sochi and, and they're also called human rights ordinances and human rights amendments, they would pass ordinances that would say, hey, Anybody in this town, that and essentially this is what it boiled down to, if you say that marriage is between a man and a woman, that is a hate crime in this city. You can't say marriage between a man and a woman, so they would prosecute you. In San Antonio, it became a class C misdemeanor to say that marriage between a man and a woman, and it was a $500 a day fine if you said that. And if you said that, you could never hold office in the city, and you couldn't do business with the city. So Houston did the same thing, city after city. Uh, about the 200 largest cities did it, but of all places, Eureka Springs did this. Well, that's a crazy ordinance that you can't even have free speech to say what your beliefs are. And this is the problem, again, with the LGBTQIA community. They're very coercive. You are going to do what we tell you, and you're not going to have an opinion.
2: Now, it's also worth noting, just for anybody listening who doesn't know the story, we can jump ahead. A lot, if not pretty much all of these, have been overturned and repealed because that is not a legal constitutional position. You, you cannot openly discriminate against people based on sincerely held religious beliefs or practices, based on uh, the reality of human history, of uh, gender identity, of, of marriage and family for right the, the six, 7,000 years of recorded human history. It, it's a ridiculous position to say you're going to discriminate against Christians or people who hold those positions and values. So these have largely been overturned. But it's one thing to say that, you know, in, in these larger cities like a Houston or a Los Angeles or some of these places that tend to lean Democrat, it's one thing to see them happen there where you might expect it. It's something totally different when you see it turning up in a much more rural, conservative area of a conservative state. This is where it was certainly surprising. And so what happened was when these started happening, people started saying, well, wait a minute, What a minute
0: what you say we, we, we can't say what and so we were asked to go into a lot of communities and help organize uh referendums we would get citizen initiatives a bunch of citizens saying wait a minute we want to vote on this the city council said what we don't think that's right and the way you can have a check and balance on an out of control city council is you can have referendums and so houston is one that did this is one of the big cities that did that and anise parker was the mayor. And so she imposed this HRO, and she went after these pastors that were saying marriage between a man and a woman. And they were called the the Houston Five, and she went after them and subpoenaed 16 different forms of communication. She's threatening to do all sorts of punishment to them if they don't stop talking about marriage as a man and a woman. And so in Houston, we got all all the signatures together and had a ballot referendum, and they just whacked her down. I think it was 61 to 39— uh they voted her down and so that that was taken off the books well we were doing that in other cities as well we were in Springfield Missouri and, and the people there voted it down we got it on the, the city ballot and the people said no 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 we this is crazy we don't want that we did the same thing in Eureka Springs and Eureka Springs it didn't take many signatures to get a referendum on the ballot to let the people vote about it it's one thing to have four or five or six people in the city council vote let's let all the people vote and see what they say and it was in Eureka Springs that I mean, they were physically violent. They came after our folks. They pounded our folks physically in the face, you know, just fist whipping them for even trying to get signatures on a referendum ballot. So Eureka Springs, as conservative as it is, once they lost control to, to a crazy kind of city council and a crazy agenda, even though that is the heartland of America, this is what happens if you don't get in elections. And so now here you are in the heartland of America in, in Arkansas and in Eureka Springs where the passion play is. And you're being told you have to take down a nativity scene that's been there for 70 years. And by the way, being there for 70 years means it survived through all the judicial activism of the 90s. 20 years they've been working
2: on nativity scenes. And you're going to take it down now? I mean, this is a crazy situation. Now, Dad, let's back up a minute because you mentioned that people were out. They were trying to get signatures on the ballot initiative, trying to to deal with what was going on. And people were being assaulted. You, you didn't finish the story. Was it overturned? Is it still well, there, what happened? What happened? So what happened was after our folks were getting
0: assaulted, um, literally the the pro-marriage side, the side that wanted the right to have free speech, we actually ended up leaving town just out of the concern for the physical beatings our guys were taking. So they had the election and they won it just by a handful of votes. Uh, They chased us out. And so we were not able to share on the marriage side, the pro-marriage side, that, no, you should have a right to free speech, and you can't punish people because they think marriage is between a man and a woman. So, I, you know, probably technically that um, that amendment is probably still on the books in Eureka Springs. Um, but we did that was one of the elections we did not win. It was simply because we got chased out because of the physical violence that occurred at that point in time. But this is where they're trying to attack the nativity scene. Are, are you are you kidding? In Eureka Springs, Arkansas. So the good news is that the head of the Passion Play there, Randall Christie, he stood up and said, no, we're not taking it down. And guess who backed down this time? It was the city who backed down. Really good news. And Randall Christie, um, great project they have there in Eureka Springs with all the stuff they do. It's going to be a fun interview.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of, you guys know I don't go speechless very often, but man, I had no idea that Eureka Springs had that, or at least I didn't remember it. I just think of that town immediately. I think of of the passion play and uh, how sad that 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 happened. But like you said, David, that's what happens when everybody just kind of, you know, silently lets it happen. And and, and it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. And uh, man,
0: today, though, that's not what we're going to hear. Uh, we're going to hear the people. Well, you know, it's interesting. Yeah. That's a very conservative town, very Bible community. And you just assume everybody there is conservative Bible. So I don't need to watch the elections. It's going to be fine. And then this little outside group comes in with a handful of people and with a handful of votes, they take over the city and they get control of power. And that's why everybody has to be involved. You can't assume that just because you're rural or in the country or you're a Bible community that it's going to stay that way. Everybody's got to be involved in every election And what happened there in Eureka Springs there eight, nine years ago, whatever it was, uh, it's a good indication of why. Yeah, amen, amen. Well, this will be a good reminder of why we need
1: to all be engaged. Randall Christie is the executive director at The Passion Play, The Great Passion Play, uh, and he's also pastor at Union Valley Church. He'll be our special guest when we return. You're listening to Wobble.
2: Tim Barton with Wall Builders. And as you've had the opportunity to listen to Wall Builders Live, you've probably heard the wealth of information about our nation about our spiritual heritage, about the religious liberties, about all the things that makes America exceptional. And you might be thinking, as incredible as this information is, I wish there was a way that I could get one of the wall builders guys to come to my area and share with my group, whether it be a church, whether it be a Christian school or public school or some political event or activity. If you're interested in having a wall builder speaker come to your area, you can get on our website at www.wallbuilders.com. And there's a tab for scheduling. And if you'll click on that tab... You'll notice there's a list of information from speakers' bios to events that are already going on, and there's a section where you can request an event. To bring this information about who we are, where we came from, our religious liberties and freedoms, go to the WallBuilders website and bring a speaker to your area. This is Tim Barton from WallBuilders with another moment from American history. American patriot Paul Revere wrote to alert Americans of the impending arrival of the British, but he also sought patriot leaders Samuel Adams and John Hancock to warn them that the British were seeking their execution. Adams and Hancock were staying with the Reverend Jonas Clark in Lexington. When they asked Pastor Clark if his church was ready for the approaching British, he replied, I've trained them for this very hour. They will fight and if need be, die under the shadow of the house of God. Later that morning, 70 men from his church faced several hundred British in the first battle of the War for Independence. As Pastor Clark affirmed, the militia that morning were the same who filled the pews of the church meeting house on the Sunday morning before. The American church was regularly at the forefront of the fight for liberty. For more information on this pastor and other colonial patriots, go to wallbuilders.com.
1: welcome back to wall builders thanks for staying with us randall christie is with us from the great passion play in eureka springs arkansas if you hadn't been there you got to do it we've done it multiple times had my kids there multiple times i remember going as a little kid randall god bless you man thanks for what you guys do and thanks for taking some time to be on wall builders with us today
3: uh you bet well we appreciate what you do well thank you wall builders has a big impact all over the united states we need more of it
1: well appreciate that man god bless you uh we uh we're thrilled to see you guys uh you know standing up and and saying hey we're not going to we're not going to take our nativity down and and uh you know change the tradition of what's been going on in this town for what is it since like 1953 they've had the nativity out there in in the downtown
3: area there for decades it's been uh in our Christmas decorations in Eureka Springs Arkansas and in many cities across America and I'm just hoping people will have the courage the courage To stand up to, you know, the haters that want to get Jesus out of Christmas.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Amen. A lot of times. That's what happens. They, you know, they think, oh, well, I guess we're not supposed to do that. You know, separation church state or whatever other excuse they they come up with. Uh, but it looks like here in Eureka Springs, which surprises me that city government would even be for this in Eureka Springs, Arkansas, but um, whoever it was that, that was pushing that and, and wanted to get rid of it, um, ran into a brick wall and you guys said, absolutely no walk us through that process of, of just how, how the no happened and, and, and what you think finally turned the corner to get them to back off.
3: Well, there was a complaint by a citizen threatening a lawsuit against the city. If it was not removed and the city attorney advised the mayor that it needed to be removed. So he asked us to remove it. Mm. And, uh, you know, I've had enough of that and, uh, I've seen too much of it. And, you know, I, I just told them, no, we're not going to remove it. Nice. And people need to stand up. They have rights. The Supreme Court has ruled nativity scenes can be part of Christmas decorations. It's, it's really absurd. Uh, you know I, I think it, a lot of times, often times, um, Christian people. Are so afraid of lawsuits that they just cave. And you know, our mayor stood up with me and said, we're going to leave it. And I'm thankful that he agreed to that. And I, I give him credit for that. You know, a lot of people really expressed their opinion to him. Thousands of people actually expressed their opinion in form of phone calls and emails. And it, he changed his mind and said, we're going to stick with it. And we have vowed to you know to fight off the wolves with them if we have to uh, there's no lawsuit been filed yet a lot of times these are just threats but it's really absurd to try to take Jesus out of Christmas christmas is the national holiday that celebrates the birth of jesus christ
1: yeah amen amen and and you nailed it uh, you you said it i mean it's it's a willingness to say no i mean it's it's essentially well, I mean, it is civil disobedience. It's basically saying, you know, rebellion to tyrants is obedience to God. Not that your mayor was being a tyrant, but but frankly, the, the the city attorney recommending that probably out of ignorance. They probably went to a typical law school where they teach, you know, separation of church and state instead of teaching the actual Constitution. I've run into that with school boards where they're getting advised by, a you know, an attorney that that, that just doesn't know, hasn't been taught the truth and doesn't know about the Supreme Court cases and the other cases like you're talking about, defending nativity scenes and uh, but if nobody stands up and says no, then then that becomes the new standard and that becomes the new tradition in in the community. And we've we've seen that happen over and over and over again. And the fact that you said no caused them to reconsider. And now the you know thankfully the right thing is being done. And like you said, now it's it's almost brought you guys together as a community to to, to stand and defend uh, this tradition and defend the the true meaning of Christmas. I think that's beautiful to see.
3: I agree with that. I think it's very unifying whether a person worships christ or not it is still the birthday of jesus the official recognition of it we know we do not know the exact date of when jesus was born but it is the uh one of the oldest national holidays it may be the old the oldest i believe was created by president grant back in the 1800s and uh it unified the country then, and it will do it again if we'll if we'll keep Christ in Christmas. Amen.
1: Amen. Well, God bless you guys. Keep it up. I hope our listeners are encouraged by it. I hope others that are, um, you know, considering whether or not to do a nativity scene, or maybe at this point it's too late in the year, but uh, they you know thought about it and decided not to because they didn't want to deal with the 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 you know controversy or whatever the the word might be. I hope they're listening and 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 see it as an, an important time to stand, and that it can in fact bring people together uh so pastor god bless you thanks for being a leader yeah. you know and thanks for thanks for what y'all do at the well, passion thank bless. you hey by the way how can people how can people check out the seasons for for passion play good time to come out some of the new stuff you're doing i think last last time i was there you had the uh you had the temple that you could walk through as well i don't know what y'all are doing lately it's been a few years since i've been there so before i let you go tell us how the great passion play is doing and uh how folks from around the, the country and the world i know you have visitors that come from all over the place
3: well You know, I want to say one thing first is I would encourage any city council or mayor that might be listening to have the courage to take initiative to put a nativity scene in your city display. It is constitutional. It is backed by the Supreme Court that you do have a right to do that. You don't have to worry about that. And I would say that if you would love to come see America's number one outdoor drama, it's the largest to outdoor drama in America, in the heart of the Ozarks. Uh, we would love to have you. The Great Passion Play runs from Memorial Weekend through the end of October. But year-round, we have a Holy Land tour on 600 acres that we have recreated Old Israel Monday through Saturdays, every day at 2 o'clock. And you can get a ticket, come here, see our museums, our beautiful facilities and grounds, take our Holy Land tour. And that's the birthplace of Jesus, Tabernacle of Moses, Sea of Galilee, Upper Room. It's a phenomenal thing for the whole family. You get on a bus, and you're driven around with a guide, and they tell you all about the Bible. It's really fascinating. Kids love it. And we have a petting zoo as well, year-round at thegreatpassionplay.org. Greatpassionplay.org.
1: Greatpassionplay.org, folks. I'm telling you, if you hadn't been there... Uh, it's it's not even just a once in a lifetime experience. You ought to go multiple times. Our family's been blessed by that, and and, and it's just it's a it's a it's a must on the bucket list. And uh, and and frankly, I think while the kids are young, it's a great time for them to. It brings the scripture to life. It it really is phenomenal. So absolutely check it out today. Uh, we are so blessed to have you, man. Y'all keep standing strong, and uh, and our listeners, you know, I want to encourage them to be praying for for you, for your church, for the uh, passion play there, for your city. Uh, to continue to be a light and uh, and and what a great victory there thanks for sharing it with us appreciate you randall thank you so much bless you stay with us folks we'll be right back with david and tim barton
2: Hi friends, this is Tim Barton of Wall Builders. This is a time when most Americans don't know much about American history or even Hebrews of the faith. And I know oftentimes for parents, we're trying to find good content for our kids to read. And if you remember back to the Bible, to the book of Hebrews, and it has the Faith Hall of Fame where they outlined the leaders of faith that had gone before them. Well, this is something that as Americans, we really want to go back and outline some of these heroes, not just of American history, but heroes of Christianity and our faith as well. I want to let you know about some biographical sketches we have available on our website. One is called the Courageous Leaders Collection. In this collection includes people like Abigail Adams, Abraham Lincoln, Francis Scott Key, George Washington Carver, Susanna Wesley, even the Wright brothers. And there's a second collection called Heroes of History. In this collection, you'll read about people like Benjamin Franklin or Christopher Columbus, Daniel Boone, George Washington, Harriet Tubman, friends, the list goes on and on. This is a great collection for your young person to have and read, and it's a providential view of American and Christian history. This is available at wallbuilders.com. That's www.wallbuilders.com.
1: We're back here on Wild Wilder. Special thanks to Randall Christie for joining us. And once again, want to encourage everybody, go check out the Passion Play in Eureka Springs. Uh, David and Tim, wow. Man, I mean, <laughs> if, if, if they respond, if the city responds in this way right here, and now potentially a chance to come together and stand against some of these left-wing out-of-town
0: elements, uh, that could really turn that town around. Yeah, that town can be reversed just as quickly as it was lost. But I'll, I'll point out that right now, it's the time to be having more nativity scenes than we've ever had at any point in our history because instead of as it's been for the last thirty years, we win a religious liberty case every four or five, six years. We won five religious liberty cases this year alone. And in the last three years, we have won more cases probably than we've won in the last forty years. And as a result, the court has rolled back this hostility toward religion in public. And the position the court's taken is look. If it's a historical, long standing display, historical, long standing practice, it's, we're going to assume it's constitutional. How many years have we had nativity scenes in public? And by the way, the, the, one of the cases won this year is by Kelly Shacklevert, a friend at First Liberty. And the court in that decision said that the limit test is out the door. And the limit test was something they instituted in 1970. And they said that was an unconstitutional test the court had. There were more than 7,000 religious displays taken down in the last 50 years because of that silly decision. Well, they're working right now to get all 7,000 of those displays back up in public. And that means nativity scenes in the really big cities. That means Ten Commandments in classrooms, all sorts of stuff that's happened since the lemon test. So we're looking at a point in time where the court is actually upholding religious activities in this place. This is definitely not the time to be backing away and good for Randall. he stood up, um, good for the city. They backed down and, you know, he pointed out they went to city council and said, no, you can't do this. Well, that's, and he pointed out the city attorney said it was unconstitutional. That's a city attorney who doesn't know anything about what's going on with the federal laws. Clearly, because if he did, he would see what's happened in the last three to five years and know that they don't stand a chance if they try to fight this in court and take that nativity scene out. And,
2: and we still live in an era where there's a lot of misinformation, too, because we, we could look at what from the outside. We don't really know all the details. We, we could look at the city attorney and think, you know what, he's just ignorant. Well, it's possible he's ignorant. It's also possible that maybe he's affiliated with the Freedom from Religion Foundation. Right. Or one of these really secular groups who they are fighting against the, the Constitution, against the originalist view, and against even where the U.S. Supreme Court is upholding the standards and policies right now. One of the things that, guys, when we've talked about this so much over the last four or five years, one of the things we can look back on and be so grateful for President Trump was the justices that he was able to appoint at the, the federal level, at the appeals, uh, certainly the U.S. Supreme Court justice who, by and large, understand, recognize, and uphold the U.S. Constitution, because clearly in the Constitution, yes, you have the right to do this. And actually, you know, along these lines, our friend Kelly Shackelford, they recently released a social media video where they go back and they actually highlight some of the original intent of the Constitution, but specifically even pointing to Jefferson's letter where he talked about the separation of church and state and how that's been so misinterpreted today that what Jefferson was talking about was in, in regard to helping a church know that their religious liberty would be protected, that that's the separation church and state, The wall of separation was to keep the government from interfering with religious activity, which is exactly what this story today was about, seeing the government or city council in this case try to get involved, try to shut something down when that's clearly unconstitutional. And in this era of misinformation, fake news, we just want to make sure that we are doing a good job as Americans knowing the Constitution, as Christians knowing the Bible, so we will always know what truth is. And by the way, good
0: time to go see Eureka Springs when they come back in the spring. Go see the Passion Play. It's well worth doing. Rick, you said you've been there multiple times, and you heard from Randall all the other things that go with the Passion Play, the things you can do throughout the year. It's a great place to take your family. We've definitely
1: had a lot of good news on this front over the years. None of that, though, happens by accident. It's it's not just luck. It's not just, oh, somebody finally decided to do something good. It is because of people taking action. It's because of People getting involved in the system, you know, getting out there and voting, getting good people in office, people being willing to run for office, people getting educated. And a big part of that is you sharing information with your friends and family and neighbors, and people in your church, so that they can get educated. Get some of the WallBuilders DVDs and Sunday school classes and different things like that to get the people in your circle understanding how important these issues are. And that's how we get the kind of results that David and Tim get to share. So go to WallBuilders.com today, get some of the materials and share them with friends become a financial partner of ours, make a donation one time or monthly, and that helps us continue all of the different programs that we're doing, including this radio program, including our leadership training for young people, our, our training of, of legislators that come in from across the country. A lot of different ways you can come alongside us. Check it all out right there at wallbuilders.com. Thanks so much for listening here on Wallbuilders Live.
2: We stand undivided forever
3: united. fighting